Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome to Calvary Live. Jason Vandeveer here with you this afternoon. So excited. I'm really looking forward to the next hour here on the program, taking your calls and questions about the Bible, your prayer requests. Um, 303-690-3000. I'll get that out there right away. That's the number to call no matter who you are, no matter where you are. 303-690-3000. And if you prefer to text your question or prayer request in, you can do that as well. Uh, the text uh, line is different, 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. Punch one or both of those numbers into your phone and give us a call or text us. If you do text me, give me a short uh, one-sentence text if you can. Uh, summarizing your question or your prayer request. We'll answer as many of those uh, on the air uh, or after the program uh, as we can, but uh, we'd love to hear from you one way or another, though I prefer prefer to hear your voice. I'm Jason Vandeveer with you. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. You can get more information about uh, our fellowship if you're going to be in the Parker, Colorado area, uh, or if you want to take advantage of uh, our teachings online, audio and video through the entire Bible, as well as a lot of other great resources there for you at calvarychapelparker.com. That's calvarychapelparker.com. Just want to say a quick thank you to all of our listeners on Grace FM in Colorado and Wyoming and all of our Truth FM listeners, Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee. Thank you for listening and welcome to all of you. And of course, Hope FM in the Northeast, Maryland, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Welcome to all of you. Same number uh, for all to join us on the program, 303-690-3000. While we're waiting for some of you to get through, to dial and to get through, wanted to follow up on a subject that came up actually on the last two programs that I had a privilege uh, to uh, the privilege to host and that was uh, it, it's a really enlightening question um, it shows uh, some some deep thought and so I, I I really enjoyed the conversations that we had with the two different individuals but but it's basically uh, will there be uh, is there the potential for sin in heaven and and uh, in other words uh, will we be able to sin? In, in heaven. And so um, it's important to understand when we, when we think about this, and we talked about it a little bit, but I wanted to elaborate a little bit more. It's important to understand um, why there won't be any sin uh, in heaven. The first thing that we've mentioned is, is that there is no sin nature. Uh, we, we sin because uh, we have a sin nature. We've inherited that sin nature going all the way back uh, to Adam. And so uh, one of the reasons that we sin is, is, is because we have this sin nature. Uh, and there's going to be no, uh, and also, uh, well, there will be no sin nature, not just uh, in, in us in heaven, but there is going to be no opportunity uh, to sin. In other words, sin is not going to be a, a, a choice 
for us. And so the person says, well, then does that mean that we don't have free will? It's important to define then also what free will is. Free will is not the ability to choose right or wrong or good or evil. Free will is the ability to choose from two or more choices. In other words, you have a viable alternative to exercise your free will. For example, if you go into a restaurant and there's only good things on the menu and you choose amongst one of those good uh, items, it doesn't mean that you didn't have free will. You you did. You had the free will to choose from a lot of good uh, selections. Uh, so just because there was uh, only salads and grilled chicken and salmon and, and all sorts of other great, good, healthy things on the menu and not a hot dog uh, doesn't mean that you didn't exercise your free will. The same thing is going to be true in heaven. You will have free will still, uh, but the only choices that you will have will be righteous choices. And so there's no sin nature. There's righteous choices in heaven uh, for us to exercise our free will uh, in accordance with. And then finally, we're in a glorified state like Christ. Uh, we know from 1 John chapter 3, verse 2, uh, that when he's revealed uh, and when we see him, uh, we will be like him, that is, like Christ. And so we'll reach that perfect state of sanctification uh, in, in uh, the glorified state, in the eternal state, where we are like Christ, uh, where we are in uh, uh, both in sanctification and in our glorified bodies. So a fascinating subject. A lot of people say, well, when Satan sinned, you know, what's the difference between that and then? Well, the eternal state in heaven, just because we use the term heaven, doesn't mean that it's always the same. And heaven in the past, even heaven in the present, is going to be much different than than, for example, the millennial reign of Christ, that aspect of the eternal state, which, which sometimes that gets lumped in with heaven, or heaven in the ultimate sense. And so these are important concepts to, to understand and wanted to elaborate a little bit more uh, on that uh, and, uh, and, and give you a little bit more information since, uh, since that was uh, 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 just a topic that's, uh, that's come up a couple of times, although it seems to be uh, unrelated. So hopefully that helps you out a little bit. And uh, if you have additional questions on that or any aspect uh, of Scripture, we'd love to, to hear from you. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number to call if you want to join me on the program here. I'm Jason Vanderveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker. As I mentioned earlier, I'll throw that out there every once in a while so you can wonder, you know, or have an answer to your wonderings as to, to who you're talking to or who you're listening to. I'd love to have you uh, join me here on the program. Again, uh, 303 690 3000 if you'd like to do that it uh, looks like we're uh got some text questions coming in and prayer requests we have a, a prayer request here from an individual named roberto looking for uh, uh, a prayer for strength and wisdom uh managing a business and uh also not pulling time and attention away from serving the lord uh, great uh, uh ask there on on behalf of roberto the lord uh, calls us obviously to have jobs or some people to be business owners or to run businesses or 
to lead uh, ministries and certainly for all of us to be involved uh, in ministry. And, and, and the thing is, how do you balance all of these things? And how do you make sure that you provide for yourself and you take care of your family? If you're married, you have children. How do you keep that all in, in, in proper balance? Well, um, the, the simplest answer to that is keeping the Lord and putting the Lord uh, first and then he has a way of allowing and causing everything else to fall into line. We put the Lord and, and our relationship with him first. And then uh, our relationship with our family falls into line our, our, uh, our, uh, in its proper place and our ministry and our job and, and everything else. But it's always uh, important to remember as well um, that, that our purpose on earth is, is ultimately not just to provide for ourselves not to just get through life, but that God has something more in terms of our walk and our service of him. So let's lift Roberto up and all uh, all of us, really. Father, we just uh, uh, thank you for Robert, Roberto. We thank you for his text. Uh, we thank you for his heart, Lord, that he seeks to serve you first and foremost and to walk with you. Uh, Lord, I just pray for wisdom as he asked for and for strength uh, to make difficult decisions. Uh, sometimes uh, those decisions are hard and, and uh, time uh, gets uh, or requests for our time get taken uh, very easily from us or given up very easily by us. And so, Lord, I just pray that he'd have the wisdom uh, not to allow that, that, that he'd always put you first and, and time with you first and, and, and have his priorities always in order, you and his family if he has one, and uh, ministry, and, and, and then those other things, uh, Lord, uh, job responsibilities and other responsibilities. And, Lord, uh, I pray that everything would uh, fall in perfect order as he keeps his mind and his heart focused on you. And so give him wisdom. Uh, give him direction, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, as I mentioned, if you want to join me uh, on the program or if you prefer to text, you can do so. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number uh, or text 720-336-0897 if you want to text in. And let's go to the phones. Let's go to Sherry in Annapolis. Welcome, Sherry. Hi, how are you? I'm doing really well. How are you doing today? Good. Good. What's um, on your mind? Yeah, I had a question on astrology uh, where I have, uh, I started reading about astrology 40-some years ago, mm-hmm. and um, it's become truth to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, so has Christianity. I know that in general it's, it's frowned upon. Mm-hmm. However, there are energies we can't see every day, and these energies, like that, come from the sun and come from the earth's core, and all these things that are not seen do affect many, many things in nature. They affect the moon, the tides, all of that. Um, the police departments, the medical facilities, uh, bars. They all know that whenever there's a full moon, there's an uptick big time in human behavior. So my question would be that given those things that come from energies in in the universe, so that when a baby breathes in its first breath at that very time, and each astrology chart, each person's uh, planets would be in a different position, and the energies would be there in the air. 
uh, astrology teaches free will, meaning you have a will to change your your negatives to more positive things. And astrology teaches that each person is born with negative things and positive things. That yeah. You may be predisposed to certain things being born in the month you are. That seems to all make sense to me, and in following it for 40-some years, I found it to be truth. I actually study it on my own, and it, it never fails. Yeah. So. Well, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, about astrology, then, Sherry. Um, I, I think there's a couple of different ideas. You you kind of touched on them at the outset of your your comments there. Um, obviously, the, there is an influence of the heavens upon uh, uh, things uh, in the heavens, other bodies in the heavens, and certainly tides and 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 weather and things like that sometimes on earth the question is 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 there an influence of these things uh on human destiny and on human behavior astrology is is the interpretation of an an assumed influence of the the stars and and planets uh you know on human destiny and and also on on human behavior that according to the bible not not you know what you think or or what I think or anybody else thinks, but that, according to the Bible, is a false belief. Uh, if we go back to to uh, the Babylonian court uh, and it's very interesting in the time of Daniel, we see that that there were even of course, as you know, you mentioned you've studied this. These things go go back thousands of years. This is nothing new and and what's interesting to me in that passage in Daniel. In the first chapter there, we see the, the royal astrologers in the Babylonian court put to shame uh, by the prophet of God, Daniel the prophet, that they, that they were powerless to, to interpret uh, the king's dream as we look in Daniel chapter 2. So, so we see uh, not only are, are these, and we'll talk more about the, the false nature of these ideas, but, but not only are they false, but, but, but in, in, in every way they're inferior to what we have available to us as believers. Um, God really tells us that, that he, he really kind of lumps astrologers as among those uh, who are going to be burned uh, as stubble in God's judgment. If you look in the book of Isaiah in chapter 47, uh, verses 13 and, and 14. As, and that's because astrology is, is really a, a form of divination. It's, it's expressly forbidden. Um, places like Deuteronomy 18, uh, 10 through 14. And so God, um, from the beginning, forbade the children of Israel uh, to, to worship, to serve the host of heaven back in, in the fourth chapter of Deuteronomy there. And, and, and several times uh, in their history, they, they, uh, they fell into, uh, into this sin. And so uh, their, their, their worship of the stars actually, uh, in Israel's case, brought judgment. So um, the stars are, are a cause for wonder and, and beauty. Uh, when you look at the pictures from the Hubble telescope and some of the other uh, telescopes that, that have gone out there and the amazing images that they bring back of God's creation, uh, that they, they should cause wonder uh, and worship of God, uh, but that they should never uh, be something that we as believers, according to the Word of God, uh, that, that we turn to. Our wisdom comes from God. Um, not uh, from the stars. James tells us that our wisdom is, is from God. It comes from the Word of God, uh, which is our guide, as uh, we see many places in the Bible, including uh, most, perhaps most notably the 119th Psalm. So, so that would be, um, uh, be just kind of a short take 
uh, on the idea of astrology. People are, are certainly free uh, in this country to, to indulge in astrology. But as a believer, if, if a believer is indulging in astrology, they're in direct conflict with the Word of God and with God. In direct conflict to worship such things. No, not uh, just to not lot, just not just to there's... not just to worship such things, but to practice them. Well, I'm just talking about the fact that uh, you know there is a predisposition based on the birth time, which each one's is like an actual fingerprint. No, okay. I mean that's 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 obviously an opinion that you have, but there's no scientific evidence to support that. Uh, no conclusive. I mean, you can. You can say, well, this is this, but, you know, I mean, uh, 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 there's no proven cause uh, of that. And, and, and even if there is, uh, if you're delving into certain things that, that God has expressly forbidden, uh, then we don't get into those things because God has forbidden it. Right. Well, I wouldn't worship the stars per se, quote unquote worship. Yeah, but that's not that's not the only thing God is. You 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 seem to want to share. You go back to worship, but but God has has specifically talked about the practice uh, of astrology, not just the worship of the stars, but 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 getting into to uh, the practice that 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 uh, that you're really talking about, and and delving into this, and 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 having this be a a, a guide uh, on any level for your life. That's also for, forbidden in the Word of God. Okay. You know, so so I I I would just encourage you that that you know while it's you know, there's a lot of things that that you know we may find interesting, or that we may have had as a big part of our life. Uh, but uh, you know, those things when we come to Jesus Christ and we realize God's saying no, you know, for a variety of reasons, those things aren't good for me. Those things, those are the things that we forsake, and it's it's easy to forsake the things that we don't have an attachment to. Um, but it's it's harder to to uh, turn your back on something um, that that has been a part of your life. But it's but but those are really the things that are all the more important, typically. Okay, thank okay. you. You bet. Appreciate you calling. God bless you, Sherry. You too. Hey, folks. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. If you wanna want to join me on the air like Sherry with a, a question uh, about the Bible, about uh, Christianity, a prayer request. Uh, if you want to text me, you can do that too, 720-336-0897. And, uh, you know, uh, whatever. There's, uh, as, as you can see, uh, nothing is off limits. If, you know, you want to ask a question about astrology, we're happy to have that discussion uh, with you. Hopefully, We'll be able to uh, to encourage you uh, from the Word of God and 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 help you uh, further in your relationship with the Lord. Even if it's a topic uh, that is that is uh, difficult, we're happy to uh, address that with you. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number to call. I'm Jason Vanderveer. I'm the pastor, Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. And as I mentioned earlier, if you didn't hear it, I want to throw it out again. Uh, you can join us as soon as this weekend for service continuing in the book of Ezra. You can get information at calvarychapelparker.com. That's calvarychapelparker.com. And uh, you can go there. We've got a lot of different resources there. You can download a copy of our In the Word, a digital copy of our In the Word uh, daily devotional. 
and you can uh, Bible studies through the entire Bible. A lot of great resources, uh, I think. Anyway, I'm a little biased, but a lot of great resources available there at uh, at our website, CalvaryChapelParker.com. But how about joining me? This show is a great resource. 303-690-3000. Text question here. What is the best way to counsel a married couple struggling with infidelity? Well, um, and I'm I'm going to come at this from the approach that that we're uh, dealing with believers uh, as as difficult as that is to to consider. Uh, but uh, uh, um, I'm assuming that that's where this question is coming from. Counseling a married couple, uh, unfortunately, struggling with with infidelity. If they're unbelievers, uh, you know, the first step is to uh, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the most important thing is their salvation. And then you'll have the foundation and the basis to counsel them as believers. Now, what, what, what a lot of people, I think, a mistake sometimes in, in considering uh, infidelity and, and, and counseling uh, as it relates to that is this idea that because there's infidelity now that, that uh, um, and there is uh, in Matthew 19 and elsewhere this um, uh, this exception from Jesus in terms of divorce, um, people automatically sometimes go to that route in terms of encouragement. But uh, but we've seen the Lord heal relationships, and just because there is a uh, an opportunity uh, or an allowance, shall we say, for divorce, doesn't mean that that that's what God desires or that that's what God requires. Uh, so the best way to counsel uh, couples in terms of, of of infidelity is is first and foremost that that God desires to heal uh, and to save their marriage and that it doesn't have to end. And then uh, they each individual really needs to focus on their relationship with the Lord, making sure that they're uh, as a couple uh, and but again as individuals as well. Uh, sometimes one party's not willing, but uh, in a church uh, where they're learning the word. Word of God and where they can be encouraged uh, and and make these things aware in private to to uh, the pastoral staff one or who more of the pastors who's going to be counseling them uh, in confidence where they can receive prayer and encouragement where they can uh, be held accountable and where they can be in fellowship where they can be learning spoken to going forward on a daily basis by the Holy Spirit and all uh, through the Word of God being taught from the pulpit and also uh, by the the, the staff of of that church that's going to be ministering to them. Then the 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 next thing is as they're as they're growing individually in their relationship with the Lord, then the Lord can then begin working also uh, on on healing their relationship with one another. And just because there is there is infidelity doesn't mean that there is there can be a uh, can't be a vibrant, uh, loving, healthy, strong fruitful marriage going forward and the most important thing is to is to remember the goal and that's to have a marriage that that glorifies God and that accurately portrays uh, the the image uh, that Christ has with his bride the church and so uh, that that's uh, uh, in a short uh, answer uh, uh, as much as we can do here on the radio right now uh, about uh, counseling uh, infidelity it's not the end doesn't have to be the end. Uh, in fact, uh, the Lord can work uh, powerfully even in those kinds of situations. Let's go back to the phones here. Let's take uh, some more calls. Travis from Boulder. Uh, Travis, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. Hey, how you doing? 
Uh, not too bad. Um, I had a prayer request today. Yeah, what's on What's on your mind? Um, I just had a daughter two months ago. We recently got her baptized. Um, I'm not a believer myself. I've been going to church for, for six years now. Um, I just have a problem believing, but I feel like it's contradictory to have her baptized and not be a believer myself. So I'm just kind of looking for some guidance, where to go, what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, let's we can talk about this a little bit. Uh, um, I, I, I have some questions, you know, that, that I... W- you know, would ask you, and maybe that could help guide our conversation a little bit. But I, I don't know that it's necessarily contrary. I, I personally don't. Um, let's tackle, I guess, one issue first. I, I personally uh, don't. Uh, we don't practice infant baptism because baptism is a choice uh, that an individual makes to declare their faith in Jesus Christ. We we see children in the Bible being brought to Christ, but but it's uh, more than I think an encouragement to have children dedicated. I don't think it's wrong, and I'm and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you were you, you know wrong or did something wrong or immoral or anything like that. That's just kind of my stance um, on on infant baptism. So so you know she hasn't made a choice uh, when she gets older. Uh, my prayer is is that she chooses your daughter uh, to to follow Jesus Christ and that she chooses baptism for herself. But but basically at this point you know you've gone through um, uh, through you know a a, a a religious practice um and and so you know if uh, for your daughter perhaps your your wife maybe that was something that 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 she wanted to do i imagine there was a reason that you did it um but i don't know that you necessarily need to worry too much um about you know you not believing and and you going through that practice my my concern more is 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 why you know you don't believe um, you obviously have been going to church, you know, for six years. And so, you know, you, there's something that's bringing you there, but there's something that's holding you up. And I, I guess I would just be curious, you know, uh, are, are there questions that you have? What, what exactly is keeping you from placing your faith in Jesus Christ? You know, when I go through and I read it, uh, there's just so many things that just like, that really don't add up for me. Um, I really don't have a good explanation or example right offhand. Okay. Um, but, you know, it just, you read it and you go, but how could that be true? Mm-hmm. And my mind just doesn't click with that, I suppose. Right. Well, no, I appreciate, the, I, I, I appreciate your honesty. I don't know that your answer is too much different maybe than some other people might uh, answer the question um, the same way. You know, um, I, I think the beauty, a lot, a lot of people might, might say to you, well, you know, you just have to believe in this and that. I, I wouldn't say that at all. Uh, I, I would encourage you to, to seek the Lord um, and, and let him reveal himself to you. Um, have you ever read the book Case for Christ? No, I've not. Um, the reason I bring Case for Christ up, it's written by Lee Strobel. He uh, used to, he's, he was a journalist, is a journalist, wrote for the, I think he wrote for the Chicago Sun-Times, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he was in a position, like you, he had doubts and questions. And, and I think to use you know your phrase, there were things that didn't add up. So he actually set out to prove uh, that that God didn't exist, that God you know, wasn't real, that the Bible wasn't his word, and through the course of his journey actually came to faith in Jesus Christ. The Case for Christ is a book about that uh, about that journey and, and all of the different evidence that he explored. Um, I would just recommend it to you as maybe a starting point. Um, there's also a, a movie about it. I saw it, actually a really good, really well done movie. It's the same title, The Case for Christ. It's about 
that book, that, that movie, the book's probably about 10 years old at least, maybe 15. Uh, the movie's just a few years old, but uh, you might check it out. Uh, you know, if you do Netflix or uh, anything like that, you can usually find it on there. But it's called The Case for Christ, uh, Travis. And uh, do me a favor. We're coming up uh, on a commercial break, but I'd like to talk to you some more. I'd also like to, um, because you called with a prayer request, I'd like to pray as well uh, with you. Can you hang on with me for a couple minutes uh, during the break? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. Well, stick with me, Travis, folks. If uh, uh, if you're listening, stick with us as well. We're going to be taking more calls, continuing on with Travis and uh, and the rest of our callers on hold. If you if you're on hold right now and you can hang on, please do so. Jason Vandiver with you here on Calvary Live three zero three six nine zero three thousand. If you want to call in uh, during the break or text seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And we're back on Calvary Live here. Jason Vandiver with you, 303-690-3000. We're talking to Travis, and uh, Travis has a prayer request. We're going to pray for his uh, recently uh, recent addition to his family uh, sounds like a wonderful daughter, and we were just talking about uh, 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 about belief in Christ and and barriers to to belief in Christ and and Travis, I, I would just recommend uh, you know if you get a chance, like I said, if you're a reader, um, I'd recommend picking up the case for Christ. If you're if you're not so much a reader, uh, like I said, there is a a, a movie version of it. Um, but I uh, comparing the two. Uh, I think that that really you would benefit a lot more from the book um, because uh, the movie is a little bit more of a dramatization, a story, rather than uh, like the book is more of an exploration of the questions uh, and the answer to those questions. Um, there is a lot of other good books if you're interested. Uh, there's a great book uh, also by Lee Strobel uh, called The Case for the Real Jesus. Um Jesus, not only as a historical figure, but as the Son of God. Fascinating book. Um, if you're an intellectual type, you sound uh, like a, a pretty smart guy as well. Uh, I also recommend a book by Dr. Norman Geisler, uh, G-E-I-S-L-E-R. It's called I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. And it gets into cosmology. Uh, it gets into uh, a, a lot of different uh, aspects uh, of whether or not... Uh, belief in God and his son Jesus Christ is the most reasonable uh, conclusion that a person can come to. Are you with me, Travis? Did we lose you? Yes. yes oh, okay. Sorry. Gotcha. No, I, didn't, yeah. I, I didn't know if I lost you there. Yeah. So, I mean, is there any, I mean, as as we talk right now, are there, is there anything specific? Uh, and it didn't sound like there was, but maybe something came to mind as 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 I was talking there uh, that uh, that um, you know that you want to uh, to ask me in terms of you know holding you back. What's holding you back as as your relationship with Christ? You know, is there some if you had to point to one thing? 
I don't really think that I have one thing that I could really point at. Um, growing up, I was always allowed to make choices and choose if I wanted to go to church or not, and I think that has a lot to do with it. And then once you kind of start looking at science and seeing what science has to say, the, the contradictions there just really add up. And mm. I, I would, way believe yeah. more in the science just because of how I was raised. But, I mean, there's obviously something to it. Yeah. Do you, you, here's what I would suggest. You, you know, you have uh, been presented uh, a certain view of science. Anything can be presented in, in, in a certain way. Um, as I said, if you read a book like Dr. Norman Geisler's, uh, you, you would struggle uh, with science, at least how, you, how it's been presented to you uh, in terms of secular uh, humanistic understanding of biology and origins and cosmology and, and uh, the, the history, uh, the beginning of the universe. And so, uh, you know, the, the question basically is this. Uh, if God, it comes back to this fundamental question. If God doesn't exist, why is there something rather than nothing? Right, and I've you, always you, thought that too. Yeah, you know, there has to be one thing. For a long time, I was even considering myself a polytheistic, and you know, more along the lines of the Greeks, where okay. there's not just one entity controlling everything. There's something for the rain, and there's one for the sun, and you know, that doesn't really add up either, though. Yeah, that that's in, that that's entirely more unscientific than 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 the Bible. You know, there's some great websites too. If if you're more of a website kind of guy, I would point you in that direction. And uh, there's a couple uh, that that uh, one one in particular that I like, Answers in Genesis. Uh, if you like science, uh, science, uh, that uh, site is is basically uh, run by uh, by scientists who are believers in Jesus Christ, and and uh, they present great uh, evidence, thousands of articles on there. You can Google whatever subject uh, you you are. Are interested in that day and find detailed footnoted researched articles uh, on whatever it may be if you want to talk about evolution and transitional forms it's there if you want to talk about the big bang theory and the origin of the universe it's there if you uh, if you want to talk about dark matter you can look up a uh, an article on on dark matter whatever it is that you want to look at and how it relates to the Word of God especially you can find it there and so um, a few different ways to go resources uh, and I'm gonna be praying for you Let's uh, let's pray uh, uh, before I let you go. Okay. Okay. Father, I just uh, I I thank you for Travis. I thank you for his call. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, that you would uh, just lead him, Lord, to those uh, resources that you'd have him to read. Lord, those people that that uh, he can uh, understand and that resonate with him. Father, uh, that can answer his questions that he has, and Lord, that he can see the truth. Lord, not what I say, not what someone else says, but but what you say. That he may come to the knowledge of you, that uh, to know not only that you exist, but that you love him and that you desire to have a relationship with him. Uh, Lord, that that he can know and understand that uh, that uh, that that we've all sinned, that we have a sin problem, uh, that we we cannot deal with our sin on our own, and that sin undealt with will lead to separation from you for eternity, but that you're not willing that that should happen. And so you sent your son for him to die for him, to die for all of us. And so, Lord, I just pray that he places his faith and his trust in you, uh, Lord, that you would answer uh, his questions so that he would be able to do that uh, and be eager and excited to do that, Lord, that you'd save him, that you would bring people into his life, uh, Lord, to, to encourage
encourage him, uh, to pray for him, and, and to answer his questions. Lord, I pray uh, if he's married, uh, for his wife, if she doesn't know you, to come to know you. I pray uh, for his parents, for his friends, his neighbors, and, and especially now as he has a child, Lord, we pray uh, for her salvation when she gets to that point where she can decide for herself and, and she can choose to follow you. So I just pray for this family, for their salvation, Lord, and that you would be with them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You bet. Thank you very Listen, much. Yeah, give us a call uh, here anytime, and uh, we're happy to uh, to answer your questions. Uh, uh, God bless you. Take care, Travis. Uh, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Let's go to D in Lakewood. D, welcome to the program. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. And you? I'm doing really well. I appreciate it, and uh, thanks for thanks for thinking of me too. What's on your mind? So I've been having this question and just can't seem to get the answer. I am a believer. Mm-hmm. I do read the word, and I just cannot find anywhere unless I'm overlooking it. I want to see if I could be directed to this answer, if you know it. Um, when our loved ones, it's time to put them to rest here in the elderly realm. Mm-hmm. What? Like, is there a law or rule as far as if we're to bury or is cremation okay? Is it absolutely mm-hmm. not okay? Right. Uh, needing to know this, I have an elderly relative, and um, I just want to do the right thing. She's a believer, too, but has succumbed to um, Alzheimer's, and mm-hmm. um, I don't really want to claim it, but, I mean, it's there, right? Yeah. So... I well, just I want to know because I want to do the right thing, you know, sure. being a believer myself, knowing that she is a believer, um, and I just I need the answer if you know. Yeah, no, I, I I understand where you're coming from. So so the question is, is, is cremation okay, or are we mandated somewhere in the Bible or elsewhere um, to only practice, uh, you know, bodily? Uh, burial in the ground and so forth. The the answer to that question and and uh, is that it it doesn't matter what you choose. It's it's what you and the person uh, whose wishes you're respecting, if they have some sort of uh, of will or directive in, in in terms of their death, it, it's what that person desires. But know this that that it isn't spelled out uh, in the Bible that you should bury this way or that way and it's changed uh, over the course of human history um you know we see uh in in certain cases and cultures they they burn the bodies in funeral pyres of the dead we see the 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 jews would uh take the uh body uh, of uh of a person and they would wrap it until it decayed and then they would uh pull the bones out and put them in an ossuary and put them in another place that's just how they did it today we have a a a few different options obviously you can bury somebody in the ground uh, or you can have them uh cremated and the answer is is it's whatever you feel most comfortable with because eventually given enough time eventually the body is going to return to dust anyway so so whether you whether you accomplish that through cremation in 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 a sooner fashion uh, or whether you put their body in the ground and and you know the resurrection and the rapture uh, don't happen tomorrow which i hope that they do uh you're going to return to dust anyway that's 
that's a common question that people have. They say, well, if you don't, if I don't bury my body in the ground, then, then you know, what's going to happen to the body of a believer in the resurrection? The answer is, is exactly the same thing that's going to happen to those bodies that have already decomposed and decayed from thousands of years ago. And the same thing that's going to happen to the body of an individual who maybe died in an accident where their body wasn't preserved. So, um, so biblically, there is no uh, prohibition against uh, if you want to do cremation, then, then, then by all means, if you don't feel comfortable with that and you feel more comfortable uh, with a more traditional burial, then, then go that route. But, but there is no biblical uh, uh, way that you have to do it. Okay, I really appreciate that because, like I said, you know, I know it's about honoring our loved one's wishes right. and that and that, but biblically, I want to be biblically sound. I know yep. I fall short in the glory of God every day, and I die daily, so I'm not striving for perfection because there's no such thing, right, for right. us. However, I do want to continue in my discipleship and do what I can do, <laughs> and yeah. I just don't want to do the wrong thing if I can help it, right? You know. Yeah, well, so, you're asking the right questions, and, and the good news is, in this case, you you know, you know, it's really up to you and, and to your loved one. Okay, that helps, because I was, I was conflicted with that, so thank you, and I know that God can put anything back together again, and <laughs> He's omnipotent and almighty and all that, so I wasn't worried about if He could put back together the ashes, um, <laughs> just wanting to know more, so being yeah. physically sound. So thank you so much for all that you do. I'm a new listener to Grace FM, but I will program it, and thank you so much for your time today, sir. Hey, thanks for calling, D, and thanks for listening. God bless you. Yeah, thank you. You as well. 303-690-3000. We have Brian, who's been holding on for a while. Do we still have Brian? Brian, welcome to the I'm program. Brian, are you here, Brian? I am. All right. How's it going? What's on your mind? Oh, how you doing? Doing really well. Good. I got a couple questions. I am a believer, and mm-hmm. my question is, you were... You're talking to the, the uh, caller about astrology, right? And you, there's no scientific fact that there's any type of fingerprint for belief of astrology. I only caught some of that conversation, but I do have a question regarding: Are there? I know at one time uh, science was there to back up the word of God. Mm-hmm. But now it seems like science, in a, in a lot of ways. Is contradicting the word of God, and I. Yeah. My question is: Is there an instance of scientific fact that God exists? Yeah, I. I, I, I go ahead. I'm sorry. I think I cut you off there. Go ahead. That you know of, uh, you know, I know. I, I kind of take the seasons, uh, changing things like that as, as scientific fact that there's a that God is looking out for His creation, right. But, can you give me some insight? Yeah, absolutely. So, so the question is is, and, and, and here's the thing. Even going back to the to the previous conversation or the earlier conversation, shall we say, regarding astrology, the the issue then becomes 
you know, evidence and, and your, the way that you, you interpret that evidence, the way that you connect that evidence and the amount of evidence that you have. Um, do we have, uh, you know, a, uh, a, a picture of God? No, we don't have a picture of God or, or uh, we do, but uh, it's more metaphorical than, than what I'm talking about here. So, so barring some of the kinds of evidence uh, that, that people sometimes want to look at, we, we look at evidence and we say, what kind of evidence is out there? And does that evidence lead us to believe that, yes, a God exists, or does it lead us to believe that no God does not exist? So then, coming, you know, if you go to astrology, uh, that that was, you know, the the nature of my comment to Sherry uh, regarding astrology is is that the evidence is there doesn't support the idea uh, of astrology, but separate conversation. If you look at the scientific evidence, I, I would say that, as I, I mentioned to Travis earlier, uh, that uh, that the scientific evidence more than supports uh, the idea that there is uh, not only an intelligent designer, uh, you'll hear this described as, as ID, intelligent design, versus, you know, random chance and so forth and the evidence points not only toward an intelligent designer but that that intelligent designer is the god of the bible i can throw a few things out there um, from first of all at some point you've got to go back uh away even er earlier in a sense of 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 discussion and argument uh to philosophy and the question that i asked travis in other words if if god doesn't exist why is there something rather than nothing that's a good place to start. In other words, why are any of us here? Why uh, is is this planet here? Uh, why are we made the way that we're we're made? And 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 why do we live in the environment that we live in? And so you begin looking at these kinds of things, and then you begin to enter into the realm of science. And and you know how is it that we live on a on a planet that's situated in exactly the right place in our solar system, exactly the perfect perfect spot with exactly uh, the right atmosphere, with exactly the right uh, uh, gravity uh, to sustain human life. Uh, why, why do these things exist? How is it that, uh, uh, that, uh, that uh, uh, you know, that we, uh, our body, in, as complex as it is, uh, is, it, is it best to understand that, that this complex system of cells and structures and atoms that that just evolved out of random chance and out of nothing, or is it better to understand uh, that it that it evolved as uh, not evolved, but that it was created uh, uh, in the image of God? That we as human beings, not just our bodies, but spirit, soul, and body, were created in the image of God. Is that a better understanding? And when you begin to look at the evidence, whether it's the evidence uh, for us, whether it's the evidence. Uh, for a man named Jesus Christ, that he lived, that he died, that he rose again. There's a, a great book uh, called The uh, Case for the Resurrection. Uh, several books I've mentioned today, The, the Case for the Resurrection by Gary, Dr. Gary Habermas. And you begin looking at that and you start to see all of the different historical evidence, scientific evidence. And so you come to the conclusion, at least I have and many millions of others uh, throughout human history, have come to this conclusion that yes, God is real. Yes, his son is Jesus Christ. That yes, he came, he lived, he died, and he rose again for my sins. And so it, it, it's one of those things where you look at the evidence that's out there and there's a, a vast 
evidence in nature, not for things like evolution, but for things like a, a, a young earth that's 10,000 years or less, closer to 6,000 years old. Uh, and we can go on on uh, a, a whole host of things uh, just related to the age of the earth that support the, uh, the biblical narrative. And so uh, it, it's a question of when you look at all of the evidence, what is the most reasonable conclusion? I see. I see. So, yeah. um, one thing. One thing that I've uh, I have friends that are atheists or agnostics, mm -hmm. and you know, my argument is, you know, for for something to have just been created out of out of atoms and mass and whatever, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't make any sense to me that that that's the way it is. Just based on on human, I would guess we call it human instinct of. There's there's a creator for everything. It, we don't we don't create life. I know God does that, but we create we cars, create things we though create we build houses. things. Yeah, exactly. We design things. Right. So that would just seem to be a product of of our maker that was instilled in us. And what what these friends of mine have to say is, well, if you look at time, and time has no there's no limit on time then anything can happen and i've tried to swallow that that okay well then if anything can happen then anything can happen but i don't i don't believe that i, I believe that the creation of, of of this earth of each of us has been done by god and yeah. that doesn't matter how much time things floated around whatever the nothingness was Mm -hmm. Would ever get it to come together to make, like you said, everything as as right as it is yeah. for us to survive. Yeah, Does that makes sense. Uh, it makes perfect sense. So, so let's take the things you know that 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 make up you as a human being. You know, all of the raw elements. The you know mostly water. So we'd have to take it and put it in something waterproof. Uh, you know, but 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 the water and the minerals and and the different elements. And if you were to take all of that and stick it in a plastic bucket from Home Depot and let it sit there, uh, you know, even if you want a few million years, I'll, gi I'll even give you a few million years for that to sit there. Is it going to eventually turn into a human being? Of course no. not. And, and no one believes that. Yet we believe in evolution. And better yet, if you could take all of those elements right now, you know, people are starting to uh, they're, they're getting to the point where they can take DNA and they can scientists, they can replicate it. They can they can create body parts. Ideally, you know, they want to create hearts for transplants and lungs and kidneys and things of that nature. And and theoretically, you know, they can create uh, uh, entire uh, an entire human body at some point. But they still can't give it life. They can't breathe that life into it. And so they've even done this, but yet they can't, they've done this on a smaller scale, not on a human scale, but, you know, on a, uh, on a scale of, you know, microscopic organisms, but they, they can't inject life into those organisms. They can't manufacture life. They can't, they, they can't cause life to come into existence. And so when you begin to consider those things, that even if you could manufacture a human being, even if it could accidentally come together, that doesn't even, still doesn't mean that it would be alive. 
you know and 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 so these are the fascinating you know questions that that we get to talk about and we as believers we know the answer we don't struggle with them we don't you know because we we know the answer that 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 god breathed life into us uh but uh, that's why earlier i mentioned a great book and you might enjoy it as well. I mentioned it to Travis, but it, it's a book by Dr. Norman Geisler called I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. Because okay. at, 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 at some point, you know, people assume, well, you're a Christian. You have to have faith to, to believe in your worldview, to believe in a creator, uh, to believe in intelligent design. Uh, what that book points out from a scientific analysis of various subjects, which I think you would really enjoy and would be great in talking to some of your friends who are who are atheists or agnostic, um, it, it'll kind of spark some of those conversations, is actually it takes far more faith to be an atheist. It takes far greater faith to not, when you really understand these issues, to not believe in God than it does to believe in God. I, I agree, and I try to liken it with some of the things that man has tried to create. Cloning, yeah, yeah, mules, exactly. Tigers, things like that, that don't, that can't reproduce or don't live very long. Yeah, exactly. And, and, or don't, and the only case where they've really lived at all is when they've uh, basically, you know, uh, like cloned sheep and things of that nature that, uh, you know, so there was already life. Uh, uh, that resulted from 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 God, not from anything that they've made, but but nothing has been manufactured uh, with life, you know, artificially in in a laboratory outside of uh, of uh, the natural laws that God has set in motion in nature. And so it's a it's a fascinating subject uh, that we look at, and and it's just what do we do with that evidence? And you know, uh, I I choose the easy route uh, that uh, when I look at the evidence. I place my faith and trust in God. Some people choose the harder route, the route that requires more faith, and that's and that's the route of atheism. I agree. Thank you for uh, <laughs> for with me and, and giving me some uh, some ammo. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I, I I think you'll enjoy that book. Several good books I mentioned there. I'll I'll throw them all out again since we're kind of going down the uh, the this route uh, today, uh, or at least a little bit. Uh, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. Norman Geisler. Um, Evidence. Uh, there's another book called Evidence for Creation. The author is uh, is escaping me right now. That's a little bit older book. Uh, there's also the Case for Christ, the Case for uh, the Real Jesus. If you want to go down that road, as far as the historical Jesus, whether he existed, uh, the Case for the Resurrection, Dr. Gary Habermas. Uh, how do we know that the resurrection really happened? Uh, he he has uh, several uh, proofs in that that he goes through that lead us to the conclusion that it's more reasonable to believe in the resurrection than not. So you might enjoy all of those books. Well, thanks, Pastor. I, I, one more thing, if you don't mind. Sure. So, I do believe that there's some things that I can't explain, and that's God's mystery for us. Mm -hmm. For example, they'll always throw out something like, well, really, Noah's Ark, really, he went and got two of everything. and. Yeah. I just leave that to faith. I, I can't, I don't want to argue that. And mm -hmm. I'm just wondering, is there, is that something that is true, that some things just are beyond us? Yeah, well. God is a mystery for us? Well, look, there there are things that are beyond us. Noah's Ark isn't one of them, though. Um, I would encourage you to go to Answers in Genesis, because um, the reality is, is that they break it down. 
in, in on their website in a, ver in a variety of articles, AnswersInGenesis.org, um, because you don't have to have two of every, the Bible doesn't say two of every creature, it says two of every kind. And so okay. what you have is you have the ability within a kind uh, for great variation. In other words, you don't need every uh, breed of dog, you only need two dogs. You don't, or two canines, really. Uh, you know, then then you know you have wolves and so forth, and other things that have have have, have sprung from that. You don't need uh, every uh, type of uh, uh, of every variation of the animal. You need two of every kind, and so then you vastly limit the the types of animals. And of course, you don't need any of the sea creatures because uh, the earth is destroyed in a in a in a global flood. So you're talking about just land creatures, uh, and then two uh, of every kind. And so uh, it, it's a very interesting study. I don't think that that has to be one of those that, that is beyond us. Uh, but I do, to, to your greater question, believe that there, there are going to be things that, that whether as, 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 a, as a, the human race or whether it's us as individuals, are beyond our comprehension or maybe just on our, beyond our comprehension at the present time. For example, there are things that 100 years ago um, we didn't understand, but that we understand now as, as knowledge increases and, and, and as we learn and God reveals new things to us. So there are some things that God is still revealing to us, and then there are some things that, that are, are the mysteries of God and that he keeps uh, to himself. And uh, that's certainly his prerogative as the creator. So the ultimate answer to your question is, yes, there can be things uh, that we won't understand, at least not in this life. Uh, but there are some things that, that we're still learning about and God may choose to reveal to us at a, at a later point in time. Okay, I appreciate your time today, Pastor. Yeah, you bet. I appreciate, uh, appreciate you calling, Brian. God bless you, my friend. God bless you too, sir. Take hey, care. folks. Yep, you bet. Folks, you've been listening to Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer here with you. Appreciate all of our calls and, and texts this afternoon. Uh, if you texted us, we'll do our best to answer as many of those as we can after we uh, go off the air here. Uh, but uh, just pray that, uh, that God would bless you and be with all of you and want to thank all of you for listening in and, and just for your prayers and your support, not only of this program, uh, but of this station. God bless you guys. Appreciate you listening to Calvary Live. Have a great evening. Take care. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.